we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Decentral Gamer Podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and today we are with the one, the only, Mr. JTV. What's going on, my man? What's, uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate you having me on here. Um, what's going on uh, a lot lately? It's uh, It's been a, a huge grind in Decentraland. Uh, I love you, what you guys are doing with Decentral Games, uh, and I just really, really enjoy the space. Uh, but overall, super busy, but it's super fire too. Yeah, amazing. So folks, today we have a little bit different of an episode. Um, we're going to shake it up a little bit. So JTV is is pretty um, focused on the content creation side and the streaming side. And so what we're going to talk about today is just some of what you're seeing in the landscape as far as content creation, streaming decentral games, streaming po ice poker, and just kind of what you're seeing in, in that whole realm. And, you know, maybe what we can do by the end of the, the episode is perhaps inspire some people to start their own ice poker streams, start their own decentral game streams, and uh, just kind of talk about the whole content creation side. So it's going to be a little bit different of an episode, uh, but maybe you can give us a little bit of a background on how you really got into um, crypto in general, and then how you got to where you're streaming um, in, in this uh, particular planner and space. Yeah, so uh, I started uh, mainly in the space uh, of crypto, which I think that uh, many, a lot of us that are that are here, uh, have done something similar. But uh, about five years ago, maybe, or let's just say 2017. Early 2017 is when I initially heard about Bitcoin uh, through RuneScape. Actually, uh, from there, I got into it. was was pretty sold on the idea for uh, in about a week of hearing about it. So it was pretty pretty quick, pretty easy. It made sense to me. Uh, from there, I moved on, learned about uh, other cryptos. Uh, kind of invested as much as I could, uh, as much as I as much as I could constantly, and it was super exciting. I made a lot of friends in the space, uh, and then leading up, uh, you know, fast forward, go through the years of learning about Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, kind of hearing, you know, everything has happened in crypto to go to NFTs, uh, which is really crazy. NFTs, uh, they were they took a while for me to understand, you know, how that could play out and work and was functional. Uh, to in society with kind of everything. Um, still a lot of work to do there, but overall NFTs. And then you find out that you can wear NFT wearables. Um, when it came to Decentraland, I actually, I'd heard about mana. I actually had mana. I didn't even know you could log in. Uh, so once we got, once I'd heard about it, uh, which was from my brother, he's like, hey, did you know you can actually log in here? Um, and I was like, no, I didn't. So let me go try. I tried it. It didn't actually work the first time, which was super frustrating. I was like, why? It had to do because I was using the wrong browser, um, which, uh, but anyways, they have a client now. But um, once we went to, once I got logged in, I saw it. I saw the party hats on the market. and was like, wow, this is really cool. I love that. Uh, so I started buying party hats because I was just like, that's kind of my background in RuneScape was rares, party hats, Santa hats, things like that. Uh, Probably, I think it was like the second or third day or very soon when I logged in the first time, which was back in November of 2021, um, I immediately went to try to find content in Decentraland because I didn't really know what to do. Uh, and it seemed like nobody else knew what to do there either. Uh, so what we did, I just went live on Twitch and there was no one else there. So people just ran, I just started running around the map, like letting people know that, 
hey, look, I'm live on I'm, I'm live on Twitch. I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, and people came. Um, they came to check it out, uh, the, the stream. They started telling me stuff that I had no idea about because I'm like sitting here asking questions like, what's this? What's that? Uh, how do you how do you do each thing? Like, how do you get on the Polygon network? Um, and from there, I kind of we kind of learned together and over months and months of trying things, testing things out, trying to figure out what what works, uh, even up to getting wearable designs uh, done and published. Um, and through there, I've I've built a an audience on Twitter, uh, Twitch, Discord. Uh, from there, we were mainly focused uh, on Decentraland and anything inside of it. And then there's nothing particular. It's just like, hey, what can help build Decentraland? And that's what our current uh, goals are. And here we are today, uh, about six months later uh, from, from originally starting. And there's been a ton of streamers that kind of uh, piggybacked on the, uh, the original start of, uh, of Twitch streaming on Decentraland. I love that. <clears throat> so when you first got started, 2017, it seems like you kind of picked up pretty quickly on crypto and just kind of like what what it all was and how to do it. And I find that that's pretty common amongst gamers. I myself am a, a total a total gamer, total nerd, nerd right. unite. Let's go. So what do you, why do you think that is? Like, what do you think it, about gaming? just makes it so much easier to understand crypto and, and NFTs and wearables and all, all this whole craziness? Yeah, so that, that's a really good question. And I have noticed the same thing. It's very difficult for a lot of people to understand it. Uh, but uh, what I think changed the whole thing is because of the background in RuneScape, there's a player-run economy. We had been using digital currency, um, you know, since we were kids. And when, you know, those, those transactions are immediate, like they're done. The other person has the money, you have your item, it's done like that. Uh, and when you get older, or when I got older, I feel like many people had the same issue thing happen with them is they try to make a bank transfer and it's like days until you get it. And you're just kind of like, okay, so there's a digital world where I can get everything I want instantly. And then we go to the real world and we got to wait three to five business days which could almost be a week depending on when you started that transaction if, if a weekend's through it and you're just like wow this is insane um so you know that with bitcoin it was just like wow we can make a transaction completed in you know 10 20 minutes depending on well depending on some variables but overall it's way faster much more secure uh, and that made sense off the bat and when it comes to nfts we've been trading digital assets that were rares that had a finite supply since we were kids as well and uh, which a lot of people from runescape that i was friends with um, actually came to decentraland when i started talking about it a lot and the idea of the nfts are like we understand it we've been trading digital assets and have a value even though it's just like most people think okay i can copy and paste it but the thing is you can actually make a private server for runescape if you wanted you can go copy all the party hats you want it doesn't make them valuable. It's about where they are and who has interest in that. Uh, so that was that, that that might be why a ton of gamers understand it is because they've already been experiencing it their whole life. Totally. And I feel like there was there was this pain that a lot of people felt 
especially if you came from like the Diablo world, which I was, I cut my teeth there super <laughs> early on, where like uh-huh. you would you would go to trade and somebody would put up a piece of armor that you wanted and you'd put up whatever you're trading for it. And then like they'd quickly like remove it and put it back and it would be something different. And if you didn't catch it, like you got scammed and it was done. And mm-hmm. and so now with NFTs, like it's just a lot, it's a lot more secure and it, you know, you can actually know like, okay, this is exactly what I'm getting. This is how much right. I'm paying for it. And you know, <laughs> you don't have yeah. to get yeah. look. I had the same issues. It happens a lot. any game where you have a trade peer to peer trade screen, uh, that happens. And you know, you always it's it's awesome because you had to be a skeptic when you're accepting a transaction, even if you even may have kind of known the person, you're not just gonna blindly accept it. Uh, and I think that's also a really good background to have, also, because people can put put up fake NFTs, and if you don't fact check that, you absolutely uh, you know, the probability of you getting scammed in the future, it just is exponentially higher. If you're not like, hey, look, is this actually on chain? Is this where they're saying it's from? And is it what I want? Um, so I think that that's, that's really important. You know, when when you get scammed out of a, for RuneScape, you know, when you get scammed out of a Rune set of armor 10 years ago and you're just like, wow, I worked for months for that and now it's gone, you know, that's not, it's like, okay, you were a kid, you played some time, you wasted time doing it. But now it's just like the knowledge that we receive from that is extremely powerful in our lives today because we had that experience a uh, long time ago where mm-hmm. a lot of people haven't experienced that yet. And that's also a kind of, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it kind of comes along with, with being able to trade peer to peer is, you know, illicit or, you know, things that just, it's just going to happen. You have those people out there. It's unfortunate though. Yeah, we get exposed to all parts of humanity, the right. good and the good and the bad. Everybody, mm-hmm, exactly. So, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit. What really got you interested in the streaming side of gaming and crypto? Um, ooh, I like that one. So, I, I've honestly actually always wanted to stream. Um, my brother streamed a long time ago. Fortnite days when like everybody. And their mother started streaming, um, but I could not find out. I, I I streamed a couple of times, but I just couldn't figure out how to make that work. Uh, I I really enjoy talking with people. I enjoy the interactions, the social acts aspect, along with uh, you know being able to being able to make those collaborations just out of people that you know. I found that that's very important. Uh, but you know, from a young age, I've I've wanted to stream, just never found the right reasons to or something that I found that could work. And when I got into Decentraland, uh, it was just like, the, you know, if, if this is a shot, it, if there's any time in my life that I can start to stream, this is it. So I took on it and I went, um, you know, full full on, hard as I could toward it. Um, I mean, just a little bit about that, just to show how hard that I was focusing on it. There were times when I first started, November, December, January, uh, I was getting some days two to four hours of sleep uh, and, you know, just like 20 hour grinds uh, on trying to, you know, make that work. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of work up front, but I was also extremely passionate about it. I've kind of fixed my schedule a lot, which is really, really important to, uh, to, you know, get enough sleep and then also be able to schedule everything out and focus on, uh, you know, basically the, the highest priorities, whatever those are. 
put them on a schedule, place them out, and then execute them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I actually think there's a huge opportunity right now for people who want to stream um, crypto games and specifically decentral games and and specifically ice poker. I think there's a huge, 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 huge opportunity. And you've done a lot of raids on folks that have been streaming um, playing poker. And so maybe you can kind of help us understand what it really would take in order to to get started with streaming and really like what you see as some of the the biggest opportunities of becoming a streamer and really building out a full stream and, and a full broadcast and and a, and a community and all that because i feel like a lot of people it's it's just kind of this thing that they're like okay this is something i could do but i don't really know what it would take to do it and i feel like a lot of people would love to do it kind of like you know in the beginning early on for you where you're like man i want to do this thing but couldn't really couldn't really get a handle of it um so maybe you can help us kind of understand what it would take to become a uh, decentral game streamer okay i would start out i mean of course start out with with streaming but you know from, from the technical side to you know or basic side to more technicalities you know first thing that you'll need is a computer and two monitors minimum and that computer has to be able to to be able to run a stream and whatever uh or and if you're um and decentraland to play uh poker um so from there that's minimum requirements the other thing is which i i learned this rather quickly because of who i was having because of everything i was having to deal with but you have to have a ton of you i say a ton you have to have a lot of energy and you have to be exciting you have to be motivated uh, you have to be happy to help people and because people come to me all the time well you also it's really important to be a problem solver when people come to you and you don't know the answer if you just tell them no or just ignore them uh, i think that's a big turnoff but when you come out and you're like hey i want to help you do this i think that you've now uh, you've, you've gotten that person to be interested in you because you went out of your way to help them and you know you have so Basically, you really have to interact with your audience, help them with what they have. And then you need to find something that is appealing to the, uh, the audience that you're working with. Like if I got in on Decentraland and just started running around, you know, there's only so much that people can be interested in that because they can go run around themselves. If, you know, someone who's playing poker and, you know, they just sit there and play poker and do nothing else. That's boring. Nobody wants to watch that. But if you can come up with conversations that interest people, whether it's uh, you know something around DG, whether it's something about Decentraland, whether it's you know the latest news, uh, you know something that gives people that 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 has an interest. If they want to watch poker, you can go watch poker anywhere. You can have some really really good poker players. But the thing about streaming is it is about creating content that is appealing to the audience that you're trying to get. Um, but I mean, overall, just to sum it up, obviously basics of a computer and some screens, uh, but you know, motivation, willing to help people, willing to figure out things that other people may not be able to figure out. And then, uh, well also making connections, but so connections. And then that, that last part that I had just said, what was it? 
of kind of having your unique angle of not just doing the thing, but also having like your own spin on it, whether it be current events or solving problems or something else like that. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's about having additional content to what you're doing. Uh, it's just not, if I got on and just stream poker and just didn't say a word, you know, that's a turnoff. But whenever you see people mess, message you in your Twitch channel and you don't say anything to them, uh, you know, nobody really wants to interact with that. So they're there to interact. If they want to watch TV, they can watch TV. So I think, I think that separates and it's a good start to, to, to get on the uh, making content uh, as a live or just as a YouTuber, which I have found out just to add on, there is two, three different things. YouTube is one of, you know, you do everything offline, record yourself fully out edit. When you're on Twitch, you're live. Anything you say is, you know, it, it's held against you. So you have got to be very careful of what you say, even if, you know, you had the right intentions, but the wrong thing was said, that can really be a, a, a super large problem. But I've also seen users when I, when I raid them with hundreds of people, uh, sometimes they just like kind of panic and freak out. You can't do that. You just have to know, you know, whether there's five people watching or 500, you just have to stay calm. You keep doing your thing. Uh, which I do sometimes have like a little set of notes to kind of keep on track, which is easy for me to get off track. Um, you know, so just keep that in mind when you are streaming versus just editing videos. Uh, but one experience that I did have that was outside of it is talking in public. I recently spoke at uh, LSU class in front of like about a hundred people. And it's way easier to talk in front of a camera uh, than it is in front of a live audience. So hold on, I want to go back for a second. What was going on when you raided with a couple hundred people and the the streamer was just not prepared for it? Like what did they so, do differently? There was uh it, it happens it's happened several times. The first time I did it was with someone who was actually playing uh, DG. Um they were at a poker table. I streamed them. It was I know it. I only can't think of it because I'm live right now. Uh, but anyways, it, it was a it was a lady that I had streamed that, that I had done that to. But anyways, her reaction was just like, is like, wow. She focused on so much. There were people there, and I was just like, okay, you don't, you don't just stop focusing on what the people are. And she just kind of like balled up in her chair and was just like kind of super nervous. I'd have to go back and look at it, but it had to be sometime in November. Um, it was really funny. I, sh I should go get the clip and put it on YouTube, but it was, <laughs> it was a perfect reaction. But then, you know, you have people that kind of, they come on, they see it and they, you can really, you can, they try to keep their cool and then you just start to see it in their reactions. Like, you know, they're stumbling over what they're saying. Uh, they were on track of something before they got ready. Cause I normally kind of watch them for, you know, see what they're doing first. And, you know, they're fine. There's no problem. Their flow's okay. And then, bam, it's there. And they're just like, it's just a facial reaction of like, you know, you, you, can, you can tell their brain is haywired uh, because of their facial expressions. And it's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> fun to do that. So, and that's why I rate, that's one of the reasons I raid people is just, uh, it's, I always try to raid the new guy. It's awesome. <laughs> that's hilarious so okay so i like this idea of keeping notes on your stream because we we went through like the tech gotta have a computer that can handle it both the game and the stream i would also add you need sufficient internet 
And download speed is typically not your issue. It's upload speed that you need to have sufficient of. Um, Then you need to have your monitors and your whole setup. So the tech stuff, we got that. Then you need to have, you know, pick out your game. We're talking about decentral games here. And then on top of the actual game, you need to have like something that's uniquely you, whether it be you're keeping up with current events or you're doing some sort of like collab with other people or you're just super funny or you're an amazing poker player. Maybe you can talk about like why you're doing certain things. And so so then above and beyond these things here, I think it's super important to talk about like how to really get started with it because you don't just like click go live and then a billion people show up mm-hmm. unless you get raided by you, which is awesome. I uh, wish it like, was that easy. <laughs> yeah. But like, how do you kind of get that, that momentum early on to start building your, your tribe, building your, your people? Uh, well, for mine, from a personal experience, what I did is what I knew how to do. I knew how to cr- um, cross chain with crypto I knew how to use exchanges. I knew how to send cryptos. I knew, you know, which chain was on which one, which it's a lot of things that, you know, seem might seem basic to, to many people, but it's very complicated to a lot of others. And then people aren't really comfortable sending crypto to a wallet. I know that at first I wasn't when I sent my first Bitcoin transaction. I just didn't think it was going to get to the other side. Uh, so I always do test transactions. But overall, uh, you know, what I did is I actually would, I would, I would literally log in to KuCoin and gate uh, and do uh, go get on the Pollock, use them as a bridge to get on the Polygon network. Uh, and a lot of people I noticed were, were using um, smart contracts on the ETH network to get on Polygon. And I was just like, that is, they're paying a hundred dollars for a smart contract when they could have done it for, you know, a one Matic transfer minus a, an exchange fee, which is, you know, it's a lot lower. Um, so what I did is I would, I would show individuals, like I said, what I knew was, hey, look, here's how you cross chain. These are exchanges you can use. Try this. Here's, uh, you know, here's some things you can do in Decentraland. They got Wondermine, which most people know about. Here's DG. I got to the point where, you know, some people were asking about how to get wearables. And it was so much that in our Discord, which has over 2,000 people in it, and we have a, a nice poker channel there, actually, where if you want to get delegated, you go there. And there's there's several people that have them and they do delegate and they kind of, you know, you know change up who they're delegating with depending on who how, how much those users are doing. Uh, but overall, it's just like find what you're good at, finding the people who need to know that, and then building a structure around it to where it's not just you helping them, that either it's content and videos that you're creating for them or you have other individuals like moderators uh, that you know are actively wanting to help them, so you can just say, "Hey, here, go here. We can help you with that." And so I love that idea of figuring out, like, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I know how to do, and I can help people with. I think that the thing that most people will struggle with is the part of finding the people who need what you got. How did you actually go about? Because if you, I mean, you set up a new account and then. You may be the most knowledgeable person in the world, but unless you're sending traffic from somewhere, like how do people even find you? So how did you go out and find those people or allow them to find you once you already knew what you were good at? Right. I mainly two ways. Uh, One of them was I knew that the people in Decentraland were the ones that needed that information. 
So I actually, and I still do it to this day. I actually like uh, copy a certain thing when I go live. I there's a bunch of realms. Uh, I won't to go too far into there, but basically, when you're in Decentraland, you can be in different realms and different islands, which kind of kind of makes you know which people you're around. Uh, kind of like different worlds in a video game. Uh, you might not be around one person when you're in one world, but you're around a different person in a different world. So I'd go around. I change realms. I just do a copy paste of "Hey, I'm live." This is what I'm talking about. And then what that does is it says to the person who sees it, am I interested in that? Oh, okay, I'm interested in it. Let me go look at it. And the people who see it and they're like, maybe they already know how to do it. They're just like, okay, I don't really care. Or some people like just have no idea what you're talking about. They might be borderline of, okay, I'll just check it out to see. Uh, so first off, it was knowing who wh which audience was interested in what you had to do. And it was by giving them information that they can go based off of in a place that I know that everybody's there is revolved around crypto and NFTs. So that already narrows it down where if you went into another video game and you started talking about NFTs and crypto, you would more have a huge percentage of people that would just be like, that guy's a scammer uh, where when you're in Decentraland, people are kind of already know what you're talking about. Uh, so they're not like, you know, that guy's just, trying to scam people, which unfortunately that's the first thing that comes to mind for a lot of people, but I think that's going to grow over time. Uh, so the audience through there and then through giveaways on Twitter, uh, basically I will uh, collect a bunch of addresses through a tweet and I have a bot that'll send them a certain NFT. So I have people from Twitter that kind of get to collect free NFTs and that kind of motivates them. Maybe not motivates them, but gives them a reason to go check out Decentraland. I post videos with those tweets because they get a, a massive amount of interest of you know tons of like ten thousand thousand ten thousand thousands or ten thousands of impressions uh so no you know a lot of people come across and i'll post a video in there that's like hey here's how you log into decentraland here's a giveaway for a decentraland item did you know you can log in uh things like that so it gathers interest from the from twitter that you know they weren't actually in the game and it kind of onboards them into it and then through discord people that are uh mainly those people that are in Decentraland are coming to Discord. Uh, but overall, they're sharing it with other friends that are coming in. Um, and then you have just the just to kind of filter out of people that are just like surfing through Twitch and they come across um, they come across my stream because it has hundreds of views and it's a little bit further toward the top compared to others. That's awesome. So you're literally virtual boots on the ground shouting it out and going in and doing some promo but but that's yeah. actually brilliant because you're finding the people who are interested in exactly what you're talking about because right. they're literally in the world with you and so now you can help them solve niche problems that where else are they going to find those answers i mean they might have to dig through like certain forums or whatever but like yeah. you have a real-time solution and then they can ask you questions in real time about the thing you're talking about and right. then doing the giveaways too of onboarding new people on twitter i mean we all know crypto twitter is the spot so <laughs> yes it is it, it's the main platform for it oh yeah that's amazing uh so, but just to add to that mm -hmm. uh with you know, when you say real time, so that is the most important thing. And I, I, I ask people, I'm just like, ask me here what you want to know. And I will active, like, if I know the answer, I will do it live on stream. 
where you can actually see it and walk through. And if you have any questions, let me know. And you know, there's nothing, it doesn't matter where do you go. You can't get anything better than that uh, because it's real-time help. It's almost like a helpline. But you know, but there's also a lot of times if I go through my messages, because each time I get this recap of my stream, um, you know, every stream I have more than a thousand messages. And I try my best to read them all, uh, which can be very difficult. But overall, I've, I've kind of learned to filter them out and see like, okay, this person has a legitimate question. I'd like to answer that uh, and, you know, help them out the best I can. But, you know, it slowly starts to get really flooded with, uh, with people. Yeah, that's amazing. Because it really is like the highest level of service that you can provide to people is... They have a question and in real freaking time, you're answering it, you're showing them exactly how to solve that and then they can ask follow-ups. That's amazing. And it's for free. Right. <laughs> Live help for free, uh, which you know I appreciate when people sub, but overall, like they're literally getting live help for free anytime they ask. And you, can, you can't get better than that, so. Yeah, that's amazing. So when you're now, as you're, as you're now scaling up, I'm trying to think through like the life cycle of, of building a stream. So you've gotten your initial couple of people and you've done that by boots on the ground or the virtual ground. You're shouting it out. You're telling people, this is what I want to help you with. This is what I'm doing. Let's, you know, let's get you some help. Let's solve your problems. And then you're shouting out on on Twitter, you're doing giveaways, you're providing value to the people. So you've got a couple of people. And then once they're on the stream, now you're really helping them and you're building relationships with them. This mm -hmm. is something I want to, I want to kind of dig into for a second. How important is the relationship building on the stream? And maybe it is the, the solving problems. Maybe that's how the relationship is built, but like how else do you really, build that relationship with the people who are coming onto the stream um let me so you're asking how like how i build relationships with the individuals yeah and and really okay. with the community as a whole oh yeah i mean basically being personal um i think that's personal transparent um you know being honest when they have a question answer it best you can or tell them you don't know don't sit there and try to bs them um you know, and when they come to you, whether it's on stream or off stream, you be nice. You don't rage at them. Uh, even, you know, some people say things that come across as rude. And if you allow that to happen uh, and you respond in a negative way, you're not just, it's not just you and that person. You see, a, there's a lot of negative things that can happen because everybody just saw your response. So one thing is kind of keeping a peaceful time with that. And then, you know, thank, thanking my mods a whole lot. Uh, moderators are one of the biggest things you need in the stream because people come in, they say things they shouldn't have said and moderators immediately get rid of it. And now it's not there anymore. So uh, shout out to all the mods in Twitch because they, without them, it, it could be really a huge cluster of some, you know, some, some rough comments that, you know, never should have been there anyway. So it's really, it's, it seems like it's almost just as people are commenting and, and the questions and everything's coming in, it's handling that and responding to that and engaging with that in a really personal way. Yes, for sure. Which, you know, that, that it's, when I say personal, I mean, like I said, it's, it's about communicating, caring, 
tell, being, being honest with him. And I think that when it comes to just people in general, that's all we want. We just want to know that this person's genuine. And when they are, when they have a, you know, a full line of, uh, I don't want to say line, but you know, there's a consecutive amount of, Hey, look, this is what I'm doing. This is, this, it's just honesty. When there's, when you get caught in maybe some, a lie or something, when you've done that, you've just hurt your reputation so much. So that honesty and that transparency constantly flowing in and, and giving people, um, you know, a, they, they know that you're genuine and that's what I think makes it very personal in them wanting to come back because they know that maybe they can't find that any, anywhere else or I've already built a relationship with them and that that's what, that's what they want. Um, and I know I have a lot of friends and that's why I really like them is because they're honest. They're going to tell me, uh, you know, maybe if, if, even if I've screwed up, some of them are like, Hey, look, you screwed up. Uh, and you know, when you have that relationship with someone, it's, you're not going to lose it until you break it. That makes a lot of sense. It seems like the same rules that apply IRL apply here. It's like, right. Be respectful, be yourself, you know, be cool about things. And then when there are things that, and then you kind of hopping back to the last question, when there are things that are there, people that are just kind of crossing the line, well, there's some moderation and just to, to kind of keep the peace and, and make sure that, everything kind of stays, uh, stays peaceful, stays peaceful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So, okay. So now we've gotten our, again, I'm trying to go through this timeline of building the stream. So we, we now have like our core group of people and at what point, and maybe it's from the very beginning, but like, at what point do you then see the folks that are there start to bring in their friends to to the stream and to help promote the stream and what does it really take to to serve them enough or to build that relationship enough for them to want to do that like what does it take to get them to the point where they want to share right i i think that once they've been helped that their goal when someone one of their friends needs help that if they have a trustable source to send them to which that's what i'm trying to be then they will definitely give a referral for that. Uh, so I think, you know, when it comes down to it, they were doing it from the beginning. I mean, there's some people that do exactly because I also ask it in the stream. Basically, every time I start, um, I ask, you know, I ask a couple of people, like, will you go out in Decentraland and, you know, just share that, hey, I'm live? Because if no one tells them, they're not going to know that. They're not going to know I'm live. Nobody knows who I am if no one goes and nobody's going to know who anybody is if no one goes and shares it. Uh, so when it comes to that, I think it started from the beginning because there was value. If someone needed to know I get on the Polygon network, they were already sent them to the stream. So once you create a value and then that, that value, the person you've given that value to can, um, when they see that their friend needs it, they already know where to send them. So their thing is, Hey, look, go here, try this. It's just like, Kind of with anything, you know, maybe use a different ex uh, exchange, whether it's KuCoin, Coinbase, Binance. Uh, you know, when you're using those, especially in crypto, is they want to make sure that they're not going to put their money somewhere or link their bank account to something that they have to worry about. So that's immediate referral of, yeah, hey, look, I've used KuCoin. I like it. Uh, for example, there's no KYC. So if you're interested in that for, you know, your own privacy reasons, uh, you know, 
that's an option for you. So I think it's just being shared, create value for one person, that person then relates it to their friends when those friends have that need. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Because you're providing so much value and you're really helping them out in their time of need. So they're like, wow, whenever one of my friends needs help, well, I know the guy. I know right. that they've got to they gotta go uh, get some real-time free live <laughs> Twitch service from JTV. Season exactly. Nine. That's right. Uh, simplest way to do it, I would say. Yeah, I love that. So as you then as you then grow and you have people sharing, your audience is building, what are some of like the like the middle the middle tier um, things to kind of upgrade? Like are you upgrading your setup? Are you upgrading the um, you know like like what do you what do you do differently once you hit like you know a couple hundred people regularly attending your stream? Um, what are you doing differently there than what you did or super, super early on? Um, right now I, I, I haven't upgraded my, 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 my computers or anything like that. Uh, I did buy a, a better mic because, uh, well, for reasons of background noise, it, it'll dilute everything. It's awesome. Uh, but I bought the computer I got. I just, I was in one of those circumstances. Like I really would like to have the computer because, uh, I honestly didn't know what I was going to even really do with it, but I bought a really powerful computer before all in all the GPUs and COVID and things. So it was a really good deal on a computer that I couldn't pass up at the time. So I ended up buying that. Um, and then I already, I, I got the monitors before all this happened. So except for the lights and the mic, I already had everything. Uh, so from there, I already had it. I haven't upgraded anything else, but as far as how to go further on, on streams, uh, which I've kind of hit a hit a roadblock. Uh, I think that you know I'm between 150 to 200 viewers, uh, which I had a, a much higher average than that at one point. Uh, but it, right now, that's about what it's hitting at. And uh, what I'm currently doing is trying to you know, uh, which I'm tr I'm trying to get more people on here with things that provide value to others. Kind of like streaming with you on here with DG. That's really awesome. I've had uh, DCL or Decentraland mods. Uh, and their, one of their social media guys come on and be on stream. One of their curators was on yesterday. Uh, so it's just continuing to get past those barriers and grow. It is grow, um, grow the information and broaden that, uh, broaden the amount of information that's going to be more interesting to more people. Like maybe not everybody's worried about getting money on, uh, on the Polygon network. Maybe they would rather just know how the, how the, how items get published and, in there. Maybe they want to know about uh, poker. Maybe they want to know about how to, um, you know, play Wondermine. It's just, just like once you get a variety of information and constantly put that out there, I think that's how it would, uh, that's how it continues to grow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Have you, have you done or considered doing more? I know you talked about a couple of collabs, including the one we're doing right now. Um, but have you considered like doing more collabs or, or, um, really branching out there and just building more partnerships with the content creators? Um, with content creator. Yes. Uh, I mean my goal, which I'm actively doing it with raids, is just like, Hey, here's a new streamer, check them out. Uh, and I raid, you know, people that I already know, which I generally just let my chat decide. I, sometimes I put a vote up and like, who do we raid next? Uh, so I think that that's really supportive rather than just logging out. Uh, and just leave your, you know, leave your audience just sitting there like, okay, he's gone, nothing else to do now. You give them something exciting to do, which it's really exciting to raid 
and there's like there's this uh, there's Twitch points where people can claim NFTs once they uh, once they collect enough points. Um, so when each time we raid those, they get like 250 or 350 extra points. So you know that's also a bonus value there. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like interacting with other streamers, and I, I've had them had some on here as well uh, over over the past you know few months. But just continuing to add, I mean, add people in here. Yes, uh, you know, it's more and more, the more and more collaborations, the better for sure. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And then, what are you doing as far as repurposing the content from Twitch? Are you like? taking clips and putting that on YouTube or putting the entire stream on YouTube? And then have you thought about like branching out to LinkedIn or Facebook or um, blah, blah, blah. Like, how are you thinking about that? <laughs> um, that's, I, I, that's the thing. It's, it's funny you ask that because that's, that's, that's one of the obstacles right now. And it's very, uh, you know, you, you would think like, okay, may, maybe you not, but you know, a lot of people are like, why don't you just, you know, jump on another social and do it. There's a lot of structure to go down to to be able to get to that point, uh, but when it comes to YouTube right now, every single one of my streams I have it's uh, it's actually like this is live on YouTube as well. Uh, it saves there, so people can go rewatch it if they want. They I have Twitch uh, highlights. I just go copy them. Sometimes I post them on Twitter, uh, but overall, if they want to see anything related to that content, they just go to Twitch. They can see highlights, and see videos, uh, anything that I've been doing, uh, and I've I've been making TikTok videos. I would like to branch off to every social. But honestly, social media is can be really draining. Um, so it's just like one step at a time. Keep adding socials uh, until I can learn to manage. Man, uh, I have to learn how to manage each social before I do there. And there's there's also a complete different audience. If you're on Facebook, which I hate to say this, honestly, I personally hate Facebook. Uh, every group that I've ever been in, I got kicked out of. I just I don't know how to keep their rules. It's just like, I thought we were talking about something and maybe I said something and there's like, okay, this guy's got to go. Uh, so overall, I, I don't like the the environment in Facebook, although maybe one day I'll make a group there. But um, overall, I would like to continue to add more socials. I am actively trying to do that and grow, um, grow an audience on each one. I love that. And then just to kind of start um, rounding this out, I think we've we've had a lot of great information and, you know, I'm really grateful for your time and yeah, I just want to kind of start to start understanding more of like the long-term goal. Like what do you really, what do you really want to do? If you could wave a magic wand and like you're there, like uh -huh. what, what does that look like for, for JTV and for streaming long-term? Okay. If I could just, you know, wave a magic wand, boom, we're here. This is what I like to look like. Uh, you know, I would like to see, personally, I'd like to see Decentraland succeed. I, I like that the, I, uh, I like how they have there. I would also like to see there being, uh, you know, probably divided into about I don't know, four different places. Like just take the, it doesn't have to be a corner of each map, uh, but, you know, over time, I'd like to see, you know, a side of the, a side of it that that's specifically business related content, whether it's meetings, whether it's, uh, you know, anything to do with business. And then I like another side to be events. You know, if you want to have a concert and you're Snoop Dogg, uh, you come in there, this is where they're going to be, this side of the map. If you want to go see events, you go through there, you use your character, you walk through there, uh, and, you know, anything that's going on, maybe you could buy a ticket at the front, maybe you had to have a certain NFT to get into the event, uh, you know, that would be there. Then you have all your gaming side, 
if you want to play DG, if you want to play Wondermine, if you want to play any game someone else has built. I'd like to see that in another location uh, where, you know, you know that when you go there, there's going to be games that you can play. And whether it's play to earn, whether it's fun, uh, you know, those are there. And then, which I think, is that three or four? I, I think that's all of them. Business, entertainment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Business, entertainment, events, or entertainment is events, games. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would like to see. And then I, I love to see uh, the ownership of items. I think that's really important. I've always wanted it. I've uh, I've I've messaged RuneScape several times, which uh, they've never. I don't think they've ever responded, or if they have, it was just like we're never going to do that. I wanted the party hats and the rare items to become NFTs, because I wanted them to outlive the game. I wanted twenty years from now, if if RuneScape was alive or not. Uh, I you know, I want people to have that, and it's not that. That's important to me because honestly. It's cool you can wear the item, but it's the item itself. It's the history behind it that's important because it, it's like art. It's just like, I like this because of these reasons. It's got a history. It's got a story. And so many people love that. Uh, so I, I really, I'd like to see everything digitally owned, have a marketplace where people can trade NFTs, where it's it can be fun to do, um, and you know, just have a, a full economy around Decentraland and call it the metaverse. I love that. I love that. I think you're so on point with the items. Like, just for example, imagine if all of our characters were NFTs and all the items that the characters had were NFTs. Like, uh -huh. just the other day, I was talking to somebody about my old days in, in World of Warcraft, which I played for like easily a decade. And I'm, I'm not even 30 yet. So it's like a significant portion of my life. Nice. And, and I, and, and they were like, oh, well, can you sh can you look up your character and for whatever reason like the character wasn't there mm -hmm. and i was like man i put in so much time and effort into freaking right. grinding to get to level 80 or 90 whatever it was at the time uh -huh. and like it would be so rad to be able to have that like in my that character in my wallet to be like look what i did Right. may have been a questionable it. decision <laughs> devoting that many hours but here it is here it is Right. I mean, I, I, I get that. My, my character on RuneScape's been dressed the same for probably five years. Uh, and, you know, that's just, that's the style of it. If I could grab that character, which, you know, unfortunately there's copyright laws against stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, if I could get that character and I could just kind of copy them, put them in Decentraland, I, I would totally run around it. And by the way, the character has a red Santa hat on. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really weird. But in RuneScape, it is absolutely normal to run around with Christmas themed items all year round. Hey, everybody loves Christmas. There's nothing That's right. wrong with that. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we're talking about it's March, uh, almost April, and it's just like you know, Santa hats are are one of the items in in Decentraland that uh, that I'm really fond of. Well, I feel like a lot of people they tell time and the month it is by how many months away from Christmas <laughs> it is. So. <laughs> that's true that's true i i could yeah that's I, I remember as a kid i would do that how many it's like it doesn't matter what month it is like how many months till christmas okay i got exactly. an idea on what time it is now <laughs> <laughs> yeah this time is a little hotter it's a little colder <laughs> exactly wow but um yeah man hey i appreciate you uh coming on the show today and you know for everybody watching and listening i think what you're what this is a really interesting episode because what you're what you're really getting is a sneak peek behind the scenes of like what it 
really takes to become a streamer and to build a stream and to have somebody here in real time uh, giving us a, a step-by-step playbook and instructions here is unbelievably valuable. And, you know, we're all in this together. Um, you know, the, the ability for us as a community to grow really depends on us as a community to push it forward and to grow and, and to, mm-hmm. to make things grow. So creating content is one of the best ways to do that because we can reach so many new people, reach a bigger audience and, just help each other out. And that's one of the best parts of Decentral Games is everybody's friendly. We all want to see each other succeed and everybody gets to win. So if you're thinking about maybe wanting to start a stream or or um, being a, a content creator or getting into it, let this be the sign that it's time. Now's the time. Go for it. And, um, you know, if you ever need help, I'm sure you can hop on over to JTV and, and uh, ask some questions. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the thing is, is uh, I, I answer every single message I have. It's It can be really exhausting, but uh, I try to stay positive when it comes to it. I, I've probably had 100 messages today that uh, I've responded to most of them. Uh, but, you know, everybody that messaged me, I do. And I'd be more than happy to help people stream. I think it gets the content out there uh, for, you know, for Decentraland. And even if, you know, DG, you're playing that just message me. I, I can help you set it up. I can show you how to use OBS. It's uh, I have no problem doing that. Would love to see more users uh, streaming in Decentraland. I, I don't see that it's a competition to me, uh, which, I'm, you know, it's like, let's create content. That's all we're doing. We want people to enjoy this just like we're enjoying it, build content and, and go from there. That's right. You have the right, uh, I think you have the right attitude for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, JTV, thank you so much for for coming on the show today, for giving us the uh, how to become a, a DG streamer 101 step by step. This has been awesome. Thank you so much, everybody who's watching and listening. Y'all are the best. I love y'all. I want to give a, a shout out real quick to the folks that are live here. Um, real, uh, real shiz, the profit guru, and then... Um, do you want to give a shout out to some of your folks? I know they're they're tuning in on on Twitch and, and probably YouTube as well. Maybe we give them a shout oh, out. Oh well. man, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, there's so many of them in here. Uh, but I, I mean, shout out to Fitty. Fitty's one of my mods. Best Thatcher's one of my mods. Wither and Dawn, um, they've been here the whole time. Shake and Bake. By the way, Shake and Bake is a is a, a DG. Uh, he's always playing. It's really awesome. If you want to go see. Anybody that's at the poker tables, um, he's he's always there. You will you will definitely uh, you'll definitely see him there at any time. I love that. <laughs> shake and bake. That's what his name is. Shake and bake. <laughs> he would probably. Uh, I mean, I, if if there's any kind of referral for a stream, I, he'd make a he'd make a really good one because he's he's got a really nice sense of humor and he's uh he, he's awesome. I can tell he's my kind of person from the name <laughs> Shake and Bake. It's one of the best movies out there. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, JTV, thank you, man. Appreciate you and everybody watching and listening. Thank you all, and I will see you on the next episode of Decentral Gamer. Peace.